This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 439 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. This is one of my bonus non-horse episodes where I have a chat with Hall of Famer podcaster Danny Penna of Gamertag Radio. If you're into gaming or podcasting, then you'll enjoy this. And we do mention horses and donkeys at the end. Welcome to Glenn's non-horse special episode of Stable Scoop. Glenn has been talking horses for years. These special non-horse episodes will cover things that are, well, not horsey. Give it a try. It might be fun. Well, I'm glad to see you hung around. If you're here for horse content, then stay tuned to the very end of this episode or tune in later in the week for the regularly scheduled Stable Scoop. If your horse husband is a gamer or you're a gamer, then hang around. I met Danny Penna a few years ago as he was being inducted into the Podcast Hall of Fame. Danny and I could not be more different. He grew up in the big city and me in the country. Two very different people, yet we became friends and have a great amount of respect for each other. Danny started Gamertag Radio a very long time ago and has become the leading gaming podcast for a reason. It's because it's good, his co-hosts are good, and he is good. The other day, we thought we should chat and catch up, just have a conversation. When I called him, I said, let's tape it and share it with whoever will listen. He said, sure, we're podcasters after all, why not? And here's our chat. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, Just been a very long (laughs) vacation. Uh, I haven't taken a vacation like in two years. I've been uh, nonstop recording episodes for our podcast so but besides that, i'm good man I, i'm ready to record man i've been i've been missing the show a lot so <laughs> we did the same thing we took 10 days off which just means that before that we have to get a ton done we have to work like triple time to get all the shows recorded for for vacation because we still have to put them out you know we have sponsors so same yeah, yeah. thing here I, you know most people when they come back from vacation their work is piled up for for people like us you have to get it done ahead of time yeah. See, we, we used to do that. Um, I just felt like it's cool to sometimes take a little break, you know, let also the listeners take their time to, to you know, enjoy with the family, enjoy the holidays and stuff. And, and, and then they're going to start missing you, man. And like now we're getting a lot of emails. A lot of people are like, man, we miss you guys and everything. Now they're pumped. So once our episode comes out in a couple of days from our long vacation, Oh, man, people are going to be super excited. We have a lot of things planned, too. A lot of content that we've been uh, having uh, saved for a while, too. So I'm I'm super excited. Very, very excited. Let's back up a little. I'm calling this uh, Two Worlds Collide because you and I could not be from further distant backgrounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're what? Inner city somewhere, right? I'm in uh, Miami, Florida. But in you Miami. grew up in the city? I'm, no, I grew up in New York City. I'm originally yeah. from there. Born and raised in New York. Yeah. Yeah, and I am like rural Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So Amish country of all things. Oh, okay. uh, my first girlfriend was Mennonite. So there you go. That's uh, all right. <laughs> couldn't be any further <laughs> apart. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Two, two different upbringings. But then, you know, it's funny because we've been friends since we met each other podcasting. And when we were chatting on Facebook yesterday, I was like, let's just do a show with the two of us. I mean, how unlikely is that? 
Yeah, um, because we always have great conversation. We're in person at different events. I'm like, man, that would have been cool if we would have recorded that conversation, <laughs> right? It's like, oh man, <laughs> too late. <laughs> but yeah, this is. I think this is the perfect time too, man. Because you know, you've been doing this for a very long time too, and I've been doing it for a long time. So you're longer uh, than me. You're what 2005. You're like a you're you're in the hall of fame for podcasting, and I I'll never be in the hall of fame for podcasting. So don't say never, man. Don't say never, <laughs> man. Because look, that's the thing. Like I. I I've been doing this doing this for a very long time. Never won an award. You know, we've been nominated so many times, like almost every year for like different awards. But you know, there's always gonna be that major corporate podcast has always win, which is all good. I I'm I'm not hating or anything like that. But um once I, I got a, an email from the guys at Podcast Movement that they were gonna duck me to the podcast hall of fame, I was I was like a like surprised, like, oh my God, this is cool, you know, and and it's good too, man, because that will give hope for a lot of independent podcasters too. It's not always the the ones that are always getting like those million downloads corporate podcasts. You know, I think uh, in independent podcasts we we contribute. We were the ones that basically started podcasting before any other corporation launched their podcast, you know. So I I'm proud of that, you know, and especially me that um coming from the Latino a Latino side that that's like super big, man. I, I'm very excited about that. This is going to open the doors for a lot of other people too, man. We have, you know, uh, so. I, and I, you know, I I love the fact that you were in that. You were in the first group that went in, right? Yeah, yeah. First group, yeah, it was me, Leo Laporte, uh, Mur, Scott. They also like. Uh, you know, and even Leo, Leo's, by the way, the reason I got into podcasting, because I was listening to his show way back when, when he was about the only one out there, you know, really doing it to the scale he was doing it. But he wasn't yeah. really corporate. I mean, he came, yeah, he came from the no, corporate no, side. No. But no. yeah, but he look what he did. I mean, look where, where he's gone with it. And uh, look at you guys. You're on CBS now, right? Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we're our, like, it's still, like, our podcast and everything. We just signed a deal with them um, last year for a distribution deal. So they're the ones that are actually uh, distributing our our content everywhere, not only on, uh, not only on their website, but also, you know, like, Spotify and, and, other, and other outlets, too, man. I so, think CBS ought to yeah. do some horse coverage. That's what I think. I they should, right? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, but we do, we've been doing really good with, with CBS. They, uh... You know, it's our content, whatever we want to do, it's up to us. You know, sometimes we give them ideas and, and to see if they like the idea and, and stuff. And once we go to like the our biggest um, event, which is E3, that's where a lot of video game companies promote like their products. We tell them in advance that we're going to be over there. We, we've been going for like since like 2005, every year I go there. And that's where we get like our most recordings like with interviews or with different uh people within the gaming industry and stuff so um yeah uh, i've been i think it was a really great move that we did with uh cbs man so i'm proud of that man super proud yeah you should be you should be uh, you know we've gotten calls we've over the years we've gotten many calls from radio stations wanting to put especially our morning show which is our most popular on, mm -hmm. on, but you know, they always want us to sell the advertising. They're not really willing to pay. And I've never gone that route because I didn't want to reach. Well, first of all, why would I want to hit a tiny segment of a small market when I've got the world? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you could, you could also, I, I think that it's good to do something different than nobody else is doing. You know, like when we found out about play, play that it. And with CBS, like they didn't have no video game uh, podcasters, so 
I, I basically contacted them because, you know, with us, we've been doing it for so long independently. I think it was the right time on our 10th anniversary to do something different and take things now to the next level. And now when we contact video game companies, you know, we mentioned GTR, they know our resume, but now we we'll say like, yeah, we're also part of CBS radio. It helped us to not only get advertisement, but also it helps us to get a lot of like exclusive content too mm-hmm. um, that nobody else is doing. You know, like we've been traveling all over the world. We've been to Sweden, the UK, all over the US, Canada. Um, and it, it helped us get some great, great interviews too, you know. So uh, I might as well just take advantage of that, you know. Did you ever think when you started this back then that not just your show, but that the gaming industry, I mean, it has grown so much since you since you even started. I mean, it was big back then, but it wasn't like it is now. At all, at all. And now now it's more mainstream. Now everybody's a gamer, you know. Either they're playing on their smartphones or they have, like, their little console. And now what's big now, too, a lot of the the older gamers, they like to play those, like, video games from, like, back in the days, from, like, the 80s, 90s, those old school games. That's helping... That's helping getting people, you know, going to the stores and buy those like little uh, devices just to play, you know, those old school games well, too. So I'll, I'll tell you how old I am. When we bought our first farm, it was a big house. It was like six thousand square feet, and yeah. in the basement was a was a man cave already already set up, and in the man cave was an original working asteroids machine. Ooh, and the arcade version? The arcade, yes. right? No, oh, the original nice. big version. It was in pristine shape. I ended up selling it for a couple thousand dollars when we moved because I couldn't take the damn thing. It was too big and heavy <laughs> it's with heavy. me. It's yeah, very it was heavy. Yeah, it's like yeah. 400 pounds. Uh, yeah. But we played that thing for hours. I remember playing it in the arcade. And then when I had my own, I was so thrilled. That simple game, what was that? Maybe the second video game back back in the day that came oh, out? Oh, man. Well, there was, I, I think the first video game that came out was pong yeah it might have been that pong. Was it. right pong but then I, I know a lot of companies invested a lot of money to have different arcade games in different uh stores and places and stuff so uh i know it was asteroids was pretty big pac-man was pretty big back back then um let me see donkey kong was another one yep, yep. Yeah, I was very young at that time. Very, very young. So, like, my first video game console was, like, the Atari 2600. That was, like, back in 1984, 83, around there. And then uh, my grandmother, my grandma purchased me that. And then I started upgrading slowly. You know, I wasn't a rich kid back then, you know. So, <laughs> it was really hard because those video games were, like, really expensive, man, back then. Oh, they were. I mean, expensive. 60, 80 bucks back. They were still 60, 80 bucks back then. And that was in, that was in that, those dollars. I mean, it was... Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, you're a puppy because my first, uh, my first computer was a Commodore 64. Oh my God, that's yeah, very which old you could do nothing <laughs> yeah. on. I mean, you could do nothing. It had a C prompt, and that was pretty. You pretty much had to write your own programs. But they had Pong. That was one game you had. And that's like, all you needed, right? Just that. <laughs> and we thought yeah. that was the coolest damn thing ever. But yeah. yeah, that Asteroids machine. I wish I still had it today. That was so much fun to play. It's so simple, but so much fun. Right. I, I love I love showing that to the young generation now that they're all they're seeing now is like the new stuff. It's good to go back to show the history of gaming. And even now, like, you know, we're into podcasts and, and there's a lot of podcasters that launch their shows and they don't know the history about podcasting too. So it's good to to learn about that because that also helps what everybody else is doing now. It helps the industry. It helps big time, you know. So um I, you know, that's that's something that's super important to me. Like, 
you know, yeah, we got inducted to the Hall of Fame, but there's a lot of people that don't know me or don't know about Leo or other um, Hall of Famers too, you know, so it's well, good to do the history about that, man. You I know? tell people ask all the time about that, and you know, I tell them, look, we have tens of thousands of people that listen to our shows, but there's nine million horse people. We're mm -hmm. we're only hitting a percent, a one two percent of the total population, yeah. and you too. I mean, look how many gamers there are. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, yeah, that, that, that's the thing, Glenn. Too like, I think is, I think nowadays the issue is it's hard for people to discover shows or find out how to download a show. So I think us as podcasters, we should make it as easy as possible. Get an, you know, have like your own app. Um, hey, are they using Spotify or are they using iTunes? Are they using Stitcher? Like tell them about it for them to subscribe. And once they find out about it, they're going to be hooked and they're going to listen to your show every day, every week. You know, they'll, they'll eventually will become a fan, you know? So my, the thing that I used to do back then was I used to go to the stores and pass out flyers and tell people about it. You know, I am I was a big gamer until the till the um, <laughs> podcasting thing took off, and I don't have time anymore. But uh, yeah. I think the last game I played was Battlefield World War II. My brothers and I, this is one thing about gaming today and even years ago. Mm -hmm. online was my brothers and I would play every Thursday night together. We'd do a closed game. We'd play Battlefield. And we always said uh, that brothers that kill each other every week, uh, you know, uh, stay together forever. So... <laughs> So, so every week we'd kill each other and, every, you know, but we, yeah, I think it actually made us closer doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's with me too, man. Like, you know, I used to play with my family, my cousins, my little brothers. Uh, and now my nephews are getting into gaming a lot, you know? So every time they see me, I'm like the cool, the cool uncle, you know, with all the games and everything. So uh, they always ask me questions, what, what the games are coming out and everything. So yeah, you're right, man. Uh, Playing together, man, it gets it gets the family closer, man, for sure. And even with my fiance, we play a lot too together. So well, you know, it's it's, it's awesome. funny because uh, they, we have a group of auditors. They're the people that are our patreons, the people yeah. that pay to be part of the the in crowd. And we have yeah. about 180 of them now, and they have their own Facebook page. And within their own Facebook page, they have started a geek page where where they all talk about gaming and Star Wars and the movies. And so and and what we found in our world and over in the horse world is a lot of the husbands are gamers because the mm -hmm. wives are always out riding, so it's easy. So they don't get as the husbands don't get as much trouble for gaming all the time because the wives aren't there. So mm -hmm. it's one world, you know, you're in your world a lot of the wives are always like oh, oh, oh yeah or the spouses, you know, whatever way it is, are are bitching all the time because they're playing games in our world. It the the women are just happy to have their husbands occupied while they're out playing with their horse. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, but, but you'd be surprised, man. A lot of um there's a lot of couples that play together or maybe it's just the you know, the women are 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 playing, you know, while the the guys are out there you know, into their sports, you know, it times has changed, you know, yeah. back then it was a lot, a lot of that. It was just, just the guys playing, but, uh, now there's more, uh, female gamers, man. So that's good. That's, that's pretty good. I want to ask you, you just did, uh, you're up to episode 622 and you just did the game of the year in 2016. And I want to ask you about that, but first mm -hmm. I wanted to tell you, um, one of the things I got really sick uh, a long time ago with Lyme disease. I still have it, but, um, I was really, really sick for about a year and I had played backgammon before 
the game on the board of backgammon. Okay. And at that day, board games were just starting to become really big in uh-huh. online, and they had international leagues and all of that. And I ended up being in the top 100 of all the backgammon players in the world. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, Glenn. Yeah, it was pretty Skills. good. Now, now, if you asked me to play backgammon today, I probably would have to look up how to set up the board. It's been so long. But I played so much, and I was always good at chess and backgammon. Uh, but it allowed us, it allowed me to, in my sixth state, early gay, uh, days of online gaming like that, and it was through Yahoo, was one of the biggest places we played. Yahoo had a big gaming section in those days, and you played... I remember those. Yeah, you remember? Um, yeah, I remember those. Way yeah. back, way back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's but it allowed me to become... I was never going to be able to get out to play backgammon in tournaments, so it allowed that to start happening online, and that's when they really began happening online. So it's amazing to think about where we've come from then, even. Yeah, I mean, I have friends that they are into like tournament leagues and stuff um, that they show it on ESPN or or just online, like on this uh, streaming service called Twitch yep. or YouTube. And there's like millions and millions of viewers. It's insane that there, like there's even like box those professional guys, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There's there's people that they do this full time, the million dollar contract. Like, oh yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty big industry, man. Really big. I went uh, a couple months ago. I got invited to go to LA for a big event from Activision to promote like uh, their Call of Duty game that was coming out over the holidays, and they had a huge, huge tournament that the contract was, I believe, was like overall. I think it was like two million dollars in prices or something like that. So they're they're making a lot of money, man. You know, based with uh, based on on having like uh, business partners, advertisers, uh, sponsors, sponsorships, and stuff. So it's a really big industry, man. It's just teams from all over the world competing, and then in the final is you know four versus four at the final. Final. So okay, Danny, I gotta say this though: whoever thought that people would watch other people playing video games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you actually think about it, back then. You know, when when you go to the arcades, you're watching your friend playing. Oh, I mean, if true. it's if if he was really good, if it was somebody who was kind of like ah, you just wait for them to finish and then you take over. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> but, if, but when it's like a, a two pretty good players playing, you're in the background and everybody's excited, like oh, everybody's screaming. Think of it like that, but imagine thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people in one in like an arena watching watching multiple screens live it's it's kind of the same thing it's just more people bigger screen crazy sounds special effects is it's insane and i guess a lot in a lot of cases you're watching them to get to levels you haven't gotten to yet which is kind of fun exactly and at the same time probably you like a certain team it's like a sport you think of it like that it's a sport you're watching you know it, it could be football baseball like that you know, basketball, but you have like your favorite team and you're cheering for your team. Maybe it's your friend, maybe somebody they're just a, a fan of that you've been watching for a very long time online, you know? So it's, it's something like that, man. So that's how I see it. Well, I know you have a full-time job and actually, uh, you know, do both. You have a full-time job and you do this. What's Danny do outside of gaming for fun? Uh, outside of gaming, um, I love to watch documentaries. Uh, I, I listen to a well, lot of... You've been in the film business for a long time, too. So, uh, Yeah, well, I, I, used, I work at uh, Discovery Channel. I'm going to be there now for like 15 years now, man. So I've been there for a while. 
And um, what do you do? You tried to tell me this, and I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Basically, what I do is um, whatever airs here in in the states, I we will get copies of that, um, like master copies. And basically, I have to contact the studio for them to translate it either into Portu- Portuguese or in Spanish, because ah. the channel I work for is Discovery Land America. So. It's basically the same content and just tra- uh, translated. And sometimes they would do like original productions for for only Latin America, you know. So they have like exclusive shows just for the Latin America audience and stuff that produced over there. So this one that they've done in in Cuba about like about cars. They've done a lot of like shows in 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 Brazil. And so on. So that's what I do. I do a lot of like translated stuff. So now, are you actually doing voiceovers there, or is it all typed out? Oh no, out? no, 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 no. It just it's all like uh, me contacting the the vendors to make sure that everything is good before okay. it goes to air. So they do the graphics and audio and everything. But I don't do the voiceovers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do enough of that with with the podcast, you know. <laughs> but I did. A lot of people don't know this, but I I also had a a video game show on Discovery. Uh, Discovery Channel, oh, really? only web. Yeah, I did that for like a year. Yeah, and it was because of the podcast. They found out about the show um, and had a meeting with the the digital team and the VP for uh, from the company. We sat down and uh, we made it happen. We did it for like a year, and I had like promos airing all over Latin America with my face there and everything, and <laughs> me talking about games. And but uh, I think my passion is just the podcast, man. That's like that's my thing, man. I love it. Love it. It's going to be now 12 years this year for us, and um, I'm super excited. I have the right team, too. You know, there's only three of us, but we managed to do some great things together, man, some great, great yeah, things. Yeah, you have a good you have a good chemistry between you. Well, you've been together a while, too. That helps, and you get yeah, to that know each other. And, uh, now, do you record in the same studio? No, actually. Well, we when, when we attend, like, events, like when we go to L.A. or any other cities, uh, we'll record, like, in the studio, or, or I just take my recorder and record there in person but what we do is is three of us we go on skype we listen to each other through skype but we record locally so i do like a countdown yeah you know five four three two one sync and we'll record locally same devices everybody at home with the same devices the same mic so once we're done they'll send it to me and i'll edit it so it sounds like we're in like in the same studio Huh? I mean, oh. because I have heard about people coming in and seeing you in the CBS studio. Uh, yeah, yeah. I took uh, a couple of people from the podcast uh, community. I took. Uh, I invited Harry from Podcast Junkies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did a show with him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I heard the show. It was an awesome interview too, man. I, I, it's pretty good. Really good interview, man. And uh, Neil was there too uh, this year. He's one of the filmmakers of the the messengers and stuff um for those that don't know but uh he was there too in the studio we had a great time great great time the one in la and i've talked about it on our shows about the messengers movie and they were just up here filming for a third day to get some so they needed a few more mostly b-roll stuff so you and i we're gonna be in that i hope we're gonna be together at the premiere oh yes well i'll tell you this man i'm bringing a squad when i'm talking about you oh my god (laughs) I, I told uh, Chris that he's um, the person in charge of the whole movie and also the event podfest. I I, I told him, I like Chris, man, I'm bringing a lot of people. I'm just letting you know, it's not only my family, <laughs> but I'm bringing a lot of our listeners that are traveling to Orlando just to see the movie. And he's like, 
yeah, it's a lot. I go, dude, trust me when I say it's, it's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what I want. I want people to see this movie and just be inspired and for them to do better than us, Glenn. Do better than us. Like, because when that happens, more opportunities for the podcast industry and the doors is going to open and it's going to be great for all of us. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't compete with you, man. I know you've been doing it for a very long time. Like you have your way. I have my way, how we do our show. But at the same time, we're helping each other, you know? Oh yeah. Um, that's what we need to see that. more in the community, man. Like I, I, I feel that a lot of people are just like trying to copy the same formula or trying to compete or when somebody's successful, they're kind of like kind of hating. It's like, how are we going to grow if it, if, if that's been going on the same thing over and over again for years, you know, you know I help, but when we see, I help a lot of, podca- I help a, like you do. I help a lot of podcasters because I want to see the industry succeed. If, if the, yeah, yeah. if the industry doesn't succeed, you and I are out. Exactly. Uh, we're doing exactly. something else. I mean, we have a vested interest in other people doing well. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But see, look at you, you're doing something totally different than you. Nobody has that, right? You know, we, when I started, there was no, there's no, there was no gaming podcast at that time. Um, maybe I could count on my hands, maybe like one or two. When I started recording in 2001, you know, and and uh, and look now, we still doing our, our podcast. I'm still having fun with this. You know, there's now more podcasters now in the gaming world, um, but it's all good, man. I think. I think we need more of that, man. That so I I'm dying for people to see this uh, this film and just be inspired to do their own thing. It doesn't have to be podcast. It could be anything else, man. You know. So just be inspired, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to. Uh, uh, we were <laughs> we were joking about uh, me wearing and uh, one of the gambler outfits from like the old west. Um, <laughs> so, so Lord knows what I'm going to show up in for the red carpet. But yeah, we have a, I have several of my hosts coming in and I've invited any, any listeners that want to come out that are in town. See, a lot of the horse people are in town right now. Uh, they're here yeah, for the yeah. winter. They're actually down your way on Wellington. That's where. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. That's where yeah, all the horse hot, people go. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? let me ask you this, Glenn, like how yeah. was the experience for you overall? behind the scenes filming this like at your farm and in other places it was too. fun because uh it was fun for us because i know chris and neil neil's our editor for our shows mm-hmm. uh and neil neil is from wild style media for give him a plug and he edits most of our weekly shows mm-hmm. so thank god because that took a lot off my plate we were doing everything till last year uh so that took a lot off our plate but he was here and chris i've known for a long time from from florida podcasters association and they were here and we just had a blast i mean we really did have a good time and then they were just here he brought they brought dave jackson of course uh my listeners know who dave jackson is because he for me dave having dave jackson he's actually sat in on our morning show he's always he listens to our friday show because we do really bad craigslist ads about horses for sale and we make fun of them for half an hour and the listeners submit them and we have a great time and it's funny as hell and he listens to that every week because he just thinks it's funny he doesn't even understand horses and he's scared of horses actually so but he came along when they came to film and he sat in on the show and i said it was sort of like having the principal sitting because you know i just look up to Dave so much and he is you know he's just so influential in our industry and I just I, I, I agree with 90% of what he talks about um, yeah same here same yeah. here I, I, I'm a huge fan of his podcast I listen to his podcast every week and stuff so 
Like, uh, actually, the first time that we met, Glenn, uh, I think it was my friend. Uh, uh, who was it? Was it Lowry? I don't Low- know. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, somebody told me about you at podcast movement. I can't remember who it was. Was it Larry or somebody? But we were there, and uh, we talked. We talked for a little bit, and then it was that uh, you had. Yeah, I think you were speaking at podcast movement, but it was like something small for like anybody could just attend. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. That's right. It was a breakout so, session. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Okay. So I walked in because I was there like to support and stuff, and uh, Dave Jackson was like, "Dude, Danny." You heard this guy? You know about this guy, Glenn? I go, yeah, yeah, I met him last night, man. He's really cool peeps, man. He's like, man, I got to talk to him, man. Wow, I love this, man. So <laughs> he was like amazed with your presentation. And ever since then, look look at you guys. Now you're <laughs> super cool now. <laughs> He's like a, a brother from another mother now. Yeah, I, you know, just, and I think I'm, I think I'm the most, uh, I've been on his show more than anybody else. And I love going on his show. I really do because I just, it's like talking to my brother. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. But that's one of the cool things. You and I, I mean, look at look, we're totally opposite when it comes to where we grew up and what we've done. But we have so mm-hmm. much in common too, because we have mm-hmm. this thing podcasting. And yep. yeah, I, and everybody's played a game. <laughs> so you're you have something in common actually with any with almost the entire world. Whether it's you know, whether it's a board game or, you know, a, a board game online or whether it's a shooter or doesn't matter really what it is, you know, or whether they're playing Pokemon, they're playing a game. And so you really have you really have something in common with everybody in the world. Your market is infinite. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I think is my job to to spread the word about our industry and and I would like to see, you know, kids that are inspired about becoming a video game designer and for them to come up with something new and different that's going to help our industry, you know, and, and it could also help society too, you know? So there's a lot of, lot of games out there that I've even never heard of, <laughs> you know? So we, we I, I just need to um, go out there and like, we do a lot of interviews of like, um, we record a lot of interviews of people that create games that are independent. They're not like part of like a corporate, uh, a video game company, you know, so there's a lot of talent out there now. Now, my thing is I need to show people uh, about podcasts and, and for them to learn how to subscribe and listen and so on. I think now it's a lot easier because back then it was super hard to explain to people like, oh, you download this, you go here. Yeah. Now with everybody has a smartphone, now I can tell them, okay, what type of phone you have? They have an Android, you have an iOS. Okay, you do this. Boom. It's a lot easier now, you know, but imagine back then. When there was no smartphones, and the only way for you to listen to a show was through a computer. That's it. That was the only way. There wasn't even no iPods. That's right. You're right. That's the challenge. <laughs> That's the challenge. There was and no now, iTunes. Uh, no, yeah. at all. At all. Like now, now that there's all this technology, so diff- so many different platform. Glenn, that's when we got to take advantage of this and show people how to listen to shows, man. Were you, you ever know? at the point where you wanted to hang it up at any point? Of course, yeah. of course, many times, and 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 the reason why I didn't uh, I didn't stop was because I had my fiance pushing me like, don't give up, it's cool, like because there was a time that I had a lot of um, haters and people that got to see that we were very very successful. Oh God, in your and, world, and, there must be haters. Oh, it was a lot of them, a lot of them. But you know, there was one time that I think 
it wasn't a mistake. It was more of like we didn't know, but it, it seemed like people thought that we were like taking advantage because we wanted to get clicks, and there wasn't even that. It's a long, long story. And a lot of those people that hated us, it was just waiting for that moment. Like, okay, let's wait for that moment for them to mess up for us to call them out and, and so on and give them bad reviews and, and, and so on. And it, it hurt me big time because I worked so hard for this. I worked so, so hard. And people don't know how it is behind the scenes. But what happened now, years later, all those people that were hating, they're not even around. Where are they? They gave up. They gave up because they never became successful. You know, we kept on going. Do you and, are you uh, better at brushing it off now? Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Super. Yeah, easy for me to ignore. Uh, I just ignore and keep it moving and let them. I see it as a free, free promotion, so let them talk all they want. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like, look, we we travel a lot, so people are like, "Oh, uh, what are you? You, you just got uh, you guys just became a seller now because you got a free trip to." So so please. Oh jeez. It's like nah that's man. Like, just total please. jealousy there. That, yeah, that's all that course. is. Yeah. But all these companies, the reason why they, they fly us out and they want us to cover games that sometimes we like the only podcast there. Most of the ninety percent of the time now for years we're the only show there, podcast wise. The reason why they invite us is because we keep it real. If we don't like something, we'll tell them. But it's the way how we say it. It's not cursing and hating and yeah. no. Well, it gave us our honest feedback, and we want those those uh, gaming developers that work so hard that even stay away during the holidays, away from their family. Well, you know, one know of the reasons that, and I've listened to many of your episodes, and one of the reasons, and I don't even, I'm not even a big gamer, but mm-hmm. uh, but but I listen because it's entertaining, and and that, but it's entertaining without being crude. So many of the gaming shows out there are just crude, and. I, you know, I always thought if if you can be entertaining without being vulgar, that is much harder than than doing it the other way. Oh, and, big time, yeah, big time. I totally agree with that, man. I, and look, we've gotten emails from from parents thanking us, man. Thank you for keeping it family friendly. Well, you wouldn't be on CBS um, if it wasn't, right? No, no. This this shows that that they curse and do that. Like yeah. that's the one thing, you know. And I support them. You know, the thing is. That's not our style, and I want everybody to listen to this, not just the older crowd, you know? Right. So there's parents that hit us up saying, thanking us for, for not cursing and keeping it family-friendly, and they listen with their kids, and they have debates, like the, the you know the sons or the daughters versus their dads or moms, you know? Well, that was so smart of you because in your world, you, first of all, the kids know how to listen. That's one thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But in your world... The kids are, the, are your are your listeners and are going to be your listeners for the next forty years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we have we have a lot of listeners that's like my age, younger. It's a mix of everything, man. It's a yeah, mix but the of next, but but if you pick them up when they're in their teens, you're going to have them forever. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's really cool. We're actually getting. I think that's changed too since we both started. Is our demographic was always thirty five to fifty five year old women in our world. Ninety nine percent of our listeners were that. Now we're picking up more men, and our demographic has has skewed much younger and older. 
So now, let me ask you this: how, yeah. how how that changed throughout the years? What why I think why do you think that there's more men now listening now? I like, think that men one I think our morning show more men listen to our morning show because it's just entertaining. If if your wife is into horses, it's it is very morning radio. So it it's it's entertaining without being deep into any one topic. We also we also you know it's an hour and a half five days a week, but we it's very segment oriented. So we're not spending more than fifteen minutes with a guest and then we're on to the next thing so it's very morning radio there's a lot of segments it's all funny and entertaining so anybody can listen to it and even we have a lot of non-horse people listen to it just because it's fun they like the hosts and that's cool you know i think that's partly the reason and i also think that people people in the other demographic like with you are figuring out how to listen to podcasts so Mm -hmm. now they're looking for that that horse related podcast and we always pop up to the top and and you know we have we've had our haters over the years and mostly they're from people who want really serious content where where it's all about training your horse and that's not us you know we are entertaining now you're going to learn something along the way because we talk about those topics but we're not doing it you know we're not doing it real serious like um we're we're Can not you should, I think I think you should the way how you have it it's good because it's not only for the hardcore horse crowd. Well, and that's what we it, wanted to do. We wanted to bring new people. We wanted to get people who were just interested in horses and never owned one as an outlet yeah. so that they could become familiar with it and that they would eventually get one. And we've heard from many people that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, the other reason I started is I always wanted to... my our. Mission statement is one sentence, uniting the horse world one show at a time. Because the horse world's always been very fragmented in the different disciplines and the different styles of riding and everything. And we wanted to bring that together. And I've gotten more comments in the last year from very important people in the horse world that said, you guys are the ones that really have accomplished that. Uh, so, I, you know, that made my day. You know, when, That's awesome. When we hear that. And you guys kind of do the same thing because you don't just cover one type of gaming. No, we talk about at one when I first started it was just only the Xbox, only Microsoft console. But eventually, I was like, man, let's talk about everything because this is just gaming. Why just stick with just one company for what? You know. Now, recently, we went to um, a couple months ago. I think it was like November, mid-November. We went to um, France, uh, Paris. It was my crew. They were there for. For a game that's coming out in, I believe, later this year. I think it's March, April. I can't remember exactly what the date is. But um, so the only reason why they got invi- we got invited was because the developers want to get feedback about the game and also uh, make some changes based on the feedback. And at the same time, let's record an interview for your podcast. Let's let ha- let's have content for you guys that nobody else has. So we're like the only show there. Only eight people got invited out of the whole world. Okay, eight people got invited cool, to Danny. the studio. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> but see, that's that's the thing. Like I, I'm so proud of that because a lot of the gaming companies they see us and they 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 trust us. They know that we're very influential in the gaming world, and that's the that's the main reason we we get a lot of these content, man. And they see, you know, our our community active online, like on, through social media. They see the companies see our numbers, you know, uh, of of downloads and stuff, and and they see results, you know, and that's that's the reason why they contact a lot with us, man, um, to invite us to like do uh, to different uh, different cities and across the country also too. 
Um, so are, are I'm, I'm still, super proud of that. Are you still? I and and you should be. And are you still kind of surprised sometimes? <laughs> because you know we came from after a year we had a hundred and some listeners. You know, way back mm -hmm. when. Are you still surprised? Like like I just heard a story. We you know we have a lot of sponsors, and I'm always. We, sometimes you get feedback as you know, from sponsors, and, and they stick with you. They've been with us for years, but you just don't hear much from them. You, you do mm -hmm. content with them, and you do all of that, but you don't hear the results. So I'm always, I'm always still kind of surprised. Like I just, we did, uh, we did a show where we advertised these horse vacuums. We didn't advertise them. We did a product review before Christmas as a potentially a good gift, and okay. they're like seven hundred dollar horse vacuums uh, that you actually vacuum your horse with. They're expensive. And I just heard the other day that the company sold a ton of them after after we did that review. And and you know I don't know why that still surprises me and flatters me a little bit, but it does. I guess I don't know. It just I think does. why I tell you that like a lot of my listeners they they buy games based on what we say. So if if we say man we really like this game, they'll go and they'll buy it, even if it costs fifty sixty bucks. They'll Does buy. that still humble you a bit, though, when you hear the results nah, of that? And, and but here's the thing, Glenn: the listeners trust you. You know, I had offers from uh, different companies that wanted to advertise on our show. That yeah, we were going to get a lot of money, but I wasn't really proud of that product, or I, I just kind of oh, felt yeah. kind we've, of we've, about we've, it. And we've turned some down for sure. I yeah. I turned it down because you know your listeners. They trust you. Why are you going to promote something that you're not really, you're kind of like kind of iffy about it? Like, why are you going to promote that on your show? I, I will feel uncomfortable. My crew will feel uncomfortable too. So we're like, nah, I'm good. We don't, we're not going to promote that on our show. We're not, we're not like that, you know? So I'd rather promote something that I feel comfortable. And that's one, one thing with CBS. We never had that issue. It was something that we don't want to. We'll tell them and they'll be like, okay. Cool, okay, so they haven't forced you to take. And you know the nope, other thing too is, uh, you all. hear a lot of. Well, I wanted to ask you because Dave Jackson yeah. asked this on his show. Uh -huh. uh, he's asking people, "What's you listen to a lot of podcasts? What what's the thing that drives you nuts when you listen to a podcast?" Um, listen wise, uh, yeah. I mean, depends. Depends. Like, I'll tell you a couple of things that um, it drives me crazy when a a show that. Let's say it's a podcast about podcasting, let's just say. Yeah. I hate when they promote new and noteworthy. It drives me yeah. insane. Yeah. It drives me insane. Like for those that don't know that is listening and never heard of new and noteworthy. My 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 uh, my fans but will most of them will not know even what that is. Okay, well, yeah. okay. All right. So that is uh, a section that when you go to iTunes, you see that in the front page or it could be in front page of different categories, right? So a lot of these podcasters that are building a business from this are promoting it like, yes, you need to be there within a certain amount of time. If not, your podcast is going to fail and so on. Let me tell you, we have never been on the front page of iTunes for 10 years. And we finally, they put us up in a different section that is not new and noteworthy. They put us like on the front page of, of iTunes and then eventually they put us up uh, for like a whole week. Um, they put us up on like the main main page of of iTunes, like on top, one of like the big logos. But that took a very very long time. But we were very successful 
even without that, like I never depended on that. What the thing that I was doing, and I bet you were doing the same thing too, Glenn, is finding our community, engage with our community, release great content, attend events. That is a super more powerful than having a show on the front page of anything stronger than front page of Spotify, iTunes or whatever. Like I'm proud when we get there, it's cool, but I'm not going to depend on that so much. Well, I, I never, also, to be honest, until I went to podcast movement, I didn't know there was a thing called new and noteworthy. So that tells you where I was. But that's the thing. There's people <laughs> taking advantage of those that don't know anything about podcasting. And they're like, Oh, you have to do this. Or something. You got to get expensive equipment, buy it from my link. And it's like, Oh, come on, man. I used to record it on a freaking tape deck, a tape <laughs> recorder, <laughs> cheap tape recorder. And I released great content and I got opportunity to meet Bill, Bill Gates uh, and all that stuff, you know? And it was because I was out there at an event. You Glenn, the reason why you got a lot of the sponsors was because you met them face to yep. fa- face to face. We still do you tell them. Oh, and you yeah. tell them what are you, about your, your network, about your podcast. Yeah, and we still do. When they see that and they see your passion and they see like, man, okay, this is this is this is something new. Okay, let's let's do this. Well, and, and also when when they see us twice a year at that conference, every year for eight years, then they start to realize that you're real. You know, then yeah. and it may take and it's taken a lot of them eight years to to do anything with us. But they've seen us twice a year for eight years. Uh, but you know what? I think it's smart. It's That's timing, smart, right? It's, everybody's yeah. business is timing. You know, one of the things I, I was listening, to, I was thinking about Dave's question about you know what drives you crazy when you're listening to podcasts. It's when, and you guys don't do this. You're a really good interviewer. Um, it's when hosts write down the questions and are so, and will follow their questions regardless of what the answer is. That they write down everything and they're going to get to their questions and they don't follow the conversation and they don't listen. That and I will not. I will not listen to shows where they do that. <laughs> See, with us when we do an interview, we just having a, like right now, Glenn. We are having a conversation. Yeah. By the way, tell everybody what we prepared before we started today. Zero. We, we were like seven thirty. Meet up on Skype and we'll talk. Well, all right, let's talk whatever we want. This is going to be just a random conversation. Whatever comes up, comes up. And Glenn, sometimes. Doing that, sometimes you will release better content than the ones that you write down. Oh, you because, know, like for us, because for, for it's us, going we where like it was. It's we're going where yeah. it was supposed to go, right? Uh, that's exactly. where it was supposed exactly. to go. Uh, yeah, like I, I give a perfect example. Sometimes we we sit down with big time execs from Microsoft and different other companies like Nintendo or PlayStation. Um, for us to do, it, we record an interview, right? So most of the time, it's like this. We just having a conversation, you know, sometimes if it's something like, look, this is going to be something big. Yeah. We'll write down bullet points. Like, okay, we'll know what we're going to ask. You know, it depends on his answer or he or she, like her answer too. So sometimes based on that, sometimes I do, will come up with a random question just at the moment that other media outlets will pick it up and, and it will just go viral everywhere. You know, so based on the conversation of the interview that we recorded. So I'd rather do that than just write everything down. It, it, it sounds too fake sometimes when you do it like that, man. Well, you know, and, so and you miss the good stuff. Exactly. You know, the good stuff is not what you prepared in advance. It's what the what the guest is going to offer that you didn't know about. 
Exactly. And, and you're never going to get to that. Random. Yeah. <laughs> it's super random the yeah. conversation. You never know. Yeah. You never know what what type of answer they're going to they, they're going to say, man, you know? So Where do you're you, right. What would you what would you like to do yet? Where would you where do you want to see this all go? I mean, you know, I one of the things I've been thinking a lot about because my livelihood depends on it is where does podcasting go from here? You know, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things I think that's hurting us a bit is all the dead podcasts in iTunes and and on the podcast players. The ones who you know we still have a we still have a death rate of about ninety five percent within a year of people starting podcasts, and all that junk is still out there. And I think it's cluttering. I went to look for a new show the other day, and I had to look through twenty shows to find one that was still going. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that helps us at all uh, in the future. Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't help us at all. That's why I like, you know, that there's other platforms where people could find our content too. Is not only iTunes, but you could go to TuneIn Radio, you could go to Stitcher, you could go to Spotify, you could go to Google Play, find content there. And it's good that it's out there. But now our job as podcasters, I think we've got to figure out a way to make it even easier than that to for other people you know like well, Glenn, that's why you we have started our own app yeah that's why yeah you have that. your yeah. you have your own app and uh, perfect example I, we have an app that this is when before we signed with cbs radio so i was always promoting the app too so there was people like what what is a podcast i'm like don't worry about it do you, you know what the app is and they'd be like, yeah, okay, just look us up that's exactly why we did it. <laughs> and, and at the same time you're promoting your brand you're making it easier for the the listener, and at the same time, like for us, we were releasing uh, bonus content or exclusive content only for app users. So it, there's a reason for them to just download a podcast uh, app if they were um, actually our app. If they were a, a fan of the show too, you know, they'll get extra content. You know, so I, I think you made the right move too, man. So, so. Uh, have you ever touched a horse, Danny? Of course, man. I, I used to live. <laughs> I used to live in the Dominican Republic. Uh, my mom and my dad are from there, and uh, I used to go to the countryside, in the mountains, and to visit my grandmother. Uh, by the way, she bo- two of my grandmothers passed away last year. Like last year was a pretty tough year oh, for my family. Tough. Were they still yeah, in the Dominican so, Republic when they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah still there. Uh, they never left the country. They've always been there. And uh, when I when I was a little kid, they used to take care of me. I used to uh, visit over there, and my it's funny. My, I was saying this story to a friend of mine today. Actually, it's just so random. But uh, I was over there, you know, visiting them, and my uncle he had like a lot of horses and stuff, and he also had a couple of donkeys, right? So I asked him, you know, is it okay I could take one? He said, like for me, like I want to have my own my own animal, like my own uh, horse or donkey. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, pick whatever you want. And I, I didn't pick the horse. I went straight to the donkey because I saw the donkey, you know, shorter. I'm like, man, this is a lot easier for me to, you know, to climb and, and take a little ride, you know. So <laughs> I used to do that. So we would travel. We'll go to like to the river and the Dominican Republic and stuff and um, just go around the area. And I love it over there, man. It's, it's awesome. Man. But yeah, man, I, I, I rode horses too. It was just like at the time it was like for me when I was a little kid, it was like super fast. 
Yeah. And I was extremely scared. I'm like, oh my God, how I can stop this thing. <laughs> so, but it's awesome. I, I love horses, man. It's, it's cool. Uh, I didn't expect that answer. I was, I didn't really? expect that. <laughs> I never talked about this. <laughs> actually, this is the first time I ever talked about this uh, in a podcast. <laughs> well, now we can actually say we talked about horses. So yes. There you go. Well, Danny, you I go. admire you. I really do. I look up to you uh, in the podcasting here, world. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I enjoyed talking every time we get a chance to to talk shop. It's it's always fun for me. Uh, it, you know, we're in kind of different worlds, but yet everything's the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm and honestly, I'm super excited about uh, Podfest. The conference is yeah, uh, me too. Coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, uh, next month is happening. Yeah, so. you know, I think there's still tickets. If anybody's listening to this and they're a podcaster or wants to be a podcaster, and that, if you want to have a horse podcast, you know, uh, you know, I. I help people start the podcast, you know, even though they might end up being quote unquote competition, more is better in our world. If pe- yep. people don't listen to just one show, they, so if they find, uh, if they find out about podcasts or another horse show, they're going to come looking for a different or more to listen to anyway. So same in your world, they'll find one gaming podcast and go, I wonder if there's others They everybody does that. Everybody that finds yeah. podcasting. So it's inspired, good. inspired us, right? We've been doing yeah. it for so long. I love to seeing new podcasters that do something different. It's going to inspire me and it's going to pump me up to do even better. The podcast. So yeah, more, or the better, man. You know, I'm loving the storytelling podcasts, the really good ones now, the guy, people who are putting some effort into it. And in the horse world, if somebody came out with a storytelling podcast, the problem with storytelling podcasts is there are a lot of work. Um, oh, yeah. It's a lot of editing. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, a lot, lot of prep. It's just, yeah. it's like a week of prep to do an hour show. So it is just a lot of work. But I love storytelling podcasts. I, you know, I, I love those. Yeah. Well, Danny, thank oh, you. But, but- but th- no, I just want to say very quick, Glenn. Like, thank- thanks a lot for for inviting me and stuff. Uh, we had a great conversation. Yeah, great con- and we ended- I think we ended it right with the whole horses <laughs> story. <laughs> I got a bit but uh, but yeah, like I um I can't wait to see you and everybody from Podfest.us. If you want a ticket, go get one yes. and come come okay. hang out with Danny and I. We'd be happy to see. We would love to help. And uh, I can't wait. For- I can't. I can't wait for the opening keynote. It's gonna be really cool. You've been working on it for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, the reason why is because you put a lot more uh, prep into that than I do. <laughs> the thing is, what I, what I, to me, I like to do something totally different, and I like to show people really old stuff, really old stuff. Like it could be video. I have a lot of audio, like throughout the years from our show. You know, I'm gonna play that and and show images. Like I just want people to see, um, like the message. It doesn't matter. If it's from like 1995 old video, like it's there's a message there, man. So I can't wait. Like the theme that I have for the the keynote, it's about you know building a community, finding community, engaging with them. So how that's gonna help your your show instead of doing just concentrating so much on the marketing and expensive equipment. And so I have like a lot of cool stories from our listeners throughout the years and stuff. And you know it's it's gonna be really good, really really good. Can't wait. Neil and I are doing the, uh, you're doing the opening keynote. We're doing like the kickoff rah-rah session, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the evening it all starts. So we'll we have some fun things planned for that too. Uh, you, th- you guys, you guys, you guys did really good last year. I loved it last year. <laughs> well, we're going to have awesome. a little fun with it this year too. <laughs> we're, we're just there to get everybody motivated and pumped and then uh, ready for you the next morning. So uh, we'll awesome. do our best. We'll do our best, Danny. 
Uh, yeah, man. I, you know what? I think uh, a lot of people are going to like our content. A lot of our presentation and everything. So it's going to be cool. Gamertagradio.com is where you find Danny's stuff. Head on over there. You can find him all the usual places, too. And we'll see you in a month. All right. Take care, man.